1: It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book, and we want to welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. It's my privilege to be your host and Bible teacher each week. My name is Richard Jordan, and it's a joy to be able to welcome you to another opportunity for us to look into the pages of God's Word together and allow the Spirit of God to teach us through His Word. This program is a Bible study program. Uh, It's brought to you by Christian people that believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. And our desire is to help you to understand and enjoy the Bible for yourself. And if I can say that every week, I will. Uh, My goal is not to have you need me, but my goal is for you to understand God's Word for yourself so that you don't need me or any other preacher. Now, that doesn't mean you wouldn't want me or any other preacher. It just means you don't need us. You don't depend on us. You're able to go to the Word of God and understand for yourself what God's Word says. That's called maturity. That's called growing up. It's called being a perfected saint, a mature saint. When the Bible says that perfected, it talks about perfected saints. Uh, we speak the wisdom of God among them which are perfect, 1 Corinthians 2 says. That doesn't mean sinless perfect. It doesn't mean that you never fail, you never sin, you never have a problem. Perfected saints, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Why? That the man of God may be perfect. What does that mean? Thruly furnished unto all good works. You say, a perfected saint is someone who is completely and totally equipped to handle every detail of life in a way that honors and glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ and produces the good works that God before ordained that we as members of the body of Christ should live in. In the details of your life how to do God's will. You know, people get the idea, I want to do the will of God in my life, and they think, well, what that means I need to know where God wants me to be at 3 o'clock this afternoon and what kind of food I should be eating. It's got nothing to do with the will of God for your life. You know God doesn't really care where you are at 3 o'clock this afternoon. You can be here, there, or yonder. What he cares about is how you are and who you are, where you are. For example, First Thessalonians 5.18, he says, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God's will is that in every circumstance of your life, you give thanks. Now, by the way, it didn't say for everything. The other verses that do with that one doesn't. It doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. There are a lot of things happen in your life you can't give thanks for. They're tough things, difficult things, tragic things. We're going to look at them here in Romans 5 this morning. But then there are... There, is, there are things you can be thankful for. And we're looking at those things in Romans 5 today. There are blessings that God gives you in Christ Jesus that are not tied to your circumstances. They're not tied, tied to your performance or lack thereof. They're not tied to how other people treat you or how you treat other people. They're tied to only one thing, and that's who God has made you in his Son. They're tied to his grace, to you in Christ Jesus. And you can always rejoice in those things no matter what the circumstances of life you're in. Up, down, hot, cold, in, out, no matter where you are in your circumstances, you can always stop and say, I can rejoice in Christ Jesus. And see, that's the thing. Colossians 2, I love the verse, verse 7. It says, "We're, we're rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. You see, thanksgiving isn't something that just you work up in your life. You don't watch some video or listen to some music to get thanksgiving. You get thanksgiving by being rooted and built up in Christ. Established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding. When you get established in an understanding of who God's made you in Christ, that begins to abound in you. In fact, you can't stop it. That's what that word abounding means. It doesn't just mean it's there. It means it's bursting out, and you can't hold it back. Why? Why? The love of Christ constrains, us, Paul says, because we thus judge. There is a thinking process that produces that life. Romans chapter 5. We looked at this passage last week. And I don't know if you took the challenge that I gave you, but I would challenge you again today. If you wanted to do something to change your life completely, are you listening? If you want to do something to radically change, change your life this week, I don't mean five years from now, I don't mean three weeks from now, I mean the next seven days, if you would give yourself to learning in the next seven days, memorizing Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 11, your life will never be the same. There is a transformation, be not conformed, this world will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a transformation that will take place in your life, in your heart, by putting the words, the truth of Romans 5, verse 1 to 11, into your heart and letting them transform you. That's an amazing thing. I want to look back at Romans 5 with you. Last week we looked at the first two verses, so let's just stop and do a quick review of the blessings that are listed in, in Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. Then we're going to move on, because the rest of the passage is, is, is so exciting, uh, I don't want to miss it. Therefore, being justified by faith, Romans 5 says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace when we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have peace with God. He's on our side. He's for us all the time, and in every circumstance, never a time when God isn't for us. We have access into His grace, and we're standing in His grace by faith in the Lord Jesus. We're not on a performance system to earn God's love. We're not having to perform to keep our relationship alive. You don't have to—God is going to bless you based upon your behavior— we're standing in His grace. He blesses you based upon who He's made you in His Son. And you have access to that. You, have, you bring that into the experience of your life when you believe and you trust who God has made you in Christ. And then it says we, rejo- we are rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. We have this earnest expectation, this absolute confidence that one day we're going to share in the glory of God in heaven and the ages to come. In the present, we have peace, we have grace, and in the future, we have a sure hope of glory. You say, whoa, Brother Rick. And by the way, if your your religion won't tell you where you're going to spend eternity, what good is it? I mean, (laughs) think about it. What else would it be for? The Bible says the spirit of Jesus the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus Christ, rather, is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation nineteen ten. If you have the testimony of Jesus Christ, you ought to be able to know something about the future. You'll need to know where you're gonna go when you die. And if your faith, if your religion can't tell you that, it's not worth a dead horse. It doesn't do its job. You need to get off of it and get on something else. The believer, Romans five. We have peace with God. We have access into this grace when we stand by simply trusting in Christ, and we rejoice and hope of the glory of God. You say, What more could I ask, Brother Rick? Well, I'm glad you asked, because Paul doesn't stop there. Verse three he says, And not only do we have all that, but there's there's more. And you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised by what he says. You know, sometimes people think that after that, that that having God on their side, the standing in His grace. Sometimes people think that's going to guarantee that 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 our life is going to be problem free. I mean, if we're standing in His grace by faith and we have God on our side and He's always for us, He He never forsakes us. Then that mean all of our problems are over with. No more financial worries. No more concern that we might get cancer or die or in a war or lose our job or have a divorce in our marriage or a problem with our kids on drugs or in prison. Well, that's what lots of folks think when they become a Christian. They think that all their problem's going to be solved because now God is my Father, and he's going to bless my life with abundance in every way. Abundant health, and abundant finances, and loved ones, and family, and friends. All the good things in life are going to be mine. Well, if you believe that, you're going to have a big problem in the Christian life. Because Paul kind of shakes up the reality in verse five, Verse 3. Not only so, not only do we have peace with God, not only do we we have access by faith into this grace when we stand, not only do we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, Paul. We glory in tribulations also. What is that? Well, that's, that's kind of clear, isn't it? Tribulation, trouble, pressure, difficulties, heartaches are part of the Christian life. In fact, Paul welcomes them. He said, we glory in them. If anybody ever tells you that problems are not going to be your lot when you get saved, just remember Romans chapter 5, will you? God says that tribulations, troubles, difficulty, pressures are part of his plan for us, and that we should welcome them because he allows them to come into our lives for his good purposes we'll see what that is of course whenever we're facing problems especially long hard difficult problems that just seem like they never are going to be solved you know you begin to wonder why 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 did god do this to me did i do something that caused him to turn against me the devil just loves when you begin to question When you begin to doubt God. If the devil can drive a wedge between us and God, he's got us beat. At at, at times like that, you need to remember verse 1 and 2. I have all, at all times, as my permanent, constant possession, peace with God. He's on my side. He has nothing against me. It was all paid for me by my Savior at the cross, and I'm now standing in the same grace that I was welcomed into the first day that I believed, and I'm going to glory. So how can I think that God has somehow now turned against me, turned against His Word, turned against His promises, and has somehow turned against me? It's impossible. It's unthinkable. God is faithful. He'll do exactly what he said. So Paul writes, tribulations are part of life even for us who have God on our side, even while we're standing in his grace, even while we're on our way to glory. Paul even says, don't just groan about those tribulations, but glory in them. (laughs) You say, what? You say they come for a good reason. Even if they feel awful hard to accept, God uses tribulations in our life, troubles in our life, to cause us to grow, to give us a context in which we can grow, knowing this, that tribulation works patience. You see that word work? The troubles in the life of a believer are really some of the best workers that you have. A worker is someone who is productive. They produce things for you. Tribulation works patience. Patience, well, it works experience. And experience, well, it produces hope. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. There is something about the love of God for you that you never can fully appreciate till you live life in the nasty now and now. So God, you see, it's the key is in verse 3, knowing that tribulation works. It's knowing God's purpose in allowing tribulations that causes us to have that new attitude about them. Now let me just stop and repeat what I said earlier. My goal in our program, in our study together, is to help you understand God's Word for yourself. I want you to know what God's doing, who God has made you in Christ, and be able to have your faith rest on your understanding of these things. I want you to know that tribulation works patiently. I want you to know how it works, why it works, what it is, so you're not trusting a religious system, you're not trusting some performance or things that you've done. You're not living in fear of God not loving you, but you know confidently on the basis of what God says in His Word to you. That's what that issue about the Word of God rightly divided. is about you need to know what it is and where it is in the Word of God that God is talking to you. There are more people in God's plan. There are a lot more people in God's Word than just you and me today. In the dispensation of grace as members of the body of Christ. There are 13 books in the Bible written about us and to us. Now, friend, there are 66 books in the Bible. Do you realize that means there are 53 books in the Bible that are not about you? Wow. (laughs) That's a shocker, isn't it? Everything isn't about you and me. God has other plans and other people. You need to know who we are. That's why I keep talking to you about rightly dividing the word so you understand who we are. Here you are. Paul's our apostle. Paul's the apostle of the Gentiles. He's speaking directly. Here's God through Paul speaking directly to us. And if you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, that's because you've been justified. You've been saved. You've trusted Christ exclusively. You have peace. You have access. You have hope. But also... You have the capacity to know how God uses the tribulations and circumstances of life, in your life, to work, to become productive. You see, God leaves us here. And if he leaves us here, by the way, he could have, when, when you got saved, he could have took you to glory right then. But he left here because he had a purpose in saving you that was bigger than keeping you out of hell. He makes us ambassadors. He makes us part of a ministry to others. And if he leaves us here, Romans 8 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. If he leaves you here, he leaves you in a creation that's groaning and travailing in pain. And Romans 8.23 says, And not only they, but we ourselves which have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan within ourselves. If God leaves you here to serve him, he knows that you're going to suffer the bondage of corruption. You're going to groan just like creation does, and if the Lord tarries long enough, you're going to get sick, you're going to hurt, and you're going to die. Whoa! You say, Brother Rick, wait a minute. No, you rejoice in hope of the glory of God. No matter what happens to your physical body, where are you going to spend eternity? You've been justified. You rejoice and hope of the glory of God, but right now you have access to that grace into the details of your life. And what happens in the troubles and the vicissitudes and the sufferings and the pressures of life, those things are contexts wherein God's Word begins to work, become productive. Rather than being a sign of God being against you, they, they, you become completely orient, reoriented to the present experience based on the fact that you are justified, and that rather than God being against you, He's for you. And the tribulations now work patience. Now, patience is the ability to endure under pressure, to put up with tribulation. You can Justification can give you peace, but it can't give you patience. The only way you have patience is is in experience in life and develop in developing persistence and fortitude and steadfastness and unwavering endurance is by taking God's word and staying with it in difficult times. And when you stay with God's word, you trust God's word, you say he is for me. And you trust him in spite of all the difficulties. When you stay with the Word, you stick with the Word, your pace, you develop patience, you develop the enduring and trusting the Word no matter what the circumstances, it, it, that produces, patience produces experience. Now experience is skill in applying truth to the details of your life. Someone with experience has skill in handling problems. That's another way of talking about maturity. You see, wisdom is a partner of maturity, but it's given progressively as a part of spiritual growth. And to experience that application of the truth to the details of your life, that skill and patience, I mean, i got problems, I find out what God's Word says about it, and I just trust God's Word. I, by faith, stand in this grace that He's given me in Christ. And that gives me some skill in handling problems God's way. And that produces hope. Confident expectation of what God's word of God's word being true. And then he says hope makes not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. That's not some magical kind of a of a of a thing where the love of God just goes and just kind of down through that stuff. Rather, there's a level of maturity where nothing motivates you but the love of God. Hope makes not ashamed. Listen, guilt and fear are what make you ashamed. When you understand who you are in Jesus Christ, you realize that you go through circumstances, difficulties, you don't think you you don't have any guilt You understand this is not because God doesn't love you. It isn't because God's turned His back on you and left you. He's on your side. He's for you all the time and in every circumstance. You don't think it's because you haven't performed adequately. You understand that you stand in His grace. You stand in the identity God gave you in His Son. It's not you, it's Him. It's not I, it's Christ. You understand why you're here You rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You're not in the glory of God yet. That's our future expectation. But he's left us here to serve him. And if he left us here to serve him, then there are some trials and vicissitudes of life that we're going to go through. And in the midst of those circumstances, he's put his life and his word in us so that we can stick by the truth of his word. He's intelligized us about what's going on. And as we stay by the truth... As we take the scripture, you learn the scripture. You see what the word of God says. You you, you apply it to your life. You develop skill in handling the problems, and that skill, that experience, gives you hope, gives you this confident expectation. And now there's no guilt and there's no fear. It's gone because you begin to have the love of God shed abroad. You begin to experience an understanding of God's love in its fullness. And the love of Christ constrains you. Now, what is the love of Christ? For when we were yet without, without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. But God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Notice, we were without strength, we were ungodly. We were sinners. We were helpless. We were sinful. We weren't trying to make it better. We were enemies. We were going on in our, in our willful enmity. And Christ, you want to see the love of God, look to the cross. That's the point. God's love isn't tied to your circumstances. It is not tied to the condition of your finances, the condition of your health, The condition of your romantic life is tied to one event, and that's the cross. And as you rest in that truth, you rejoice in that truth and the hope that it gives you, then you begin to see circumstances in life as an opportunity to glory, an opportunity to enjoy the riches of God's grace, the identity has given you, and the victory and the success that He gives you in dealing with life for His glory. I look at the clock, and I see that I'm almost out of time. Let me give you a Bible study resource entitled Blessed Assurance. It'll go over what we're talking about here. I want you to be able to see these things. Friend, I want, I long for these things to live in your life the way God intends them to, for God's Word to work effectually in you that believe, for you to have these the ability to stand on your faith resting in an intelligent understanding of His Word to you. You call me here, 888-535-2300, 888-535-2300, and I'll see that you get your free copy of this Bible study resource, Blessed Assurance. Go down through Romans 5 with you and study these things, and you can spend time in your own life examining them carefully. That number again is 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. You can also look us up on the Internet at graceimpact.org. Graceimpact.org. That's how you can check us out. You can uh, see who we are, what we're about. And most importantly, you can access a a host of free Bible study material designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. That's graceimpact.org. And by the way, You can access archives of this broadcast, of our daily Bible Time radio broadcast, as well as our weekly television program, Forgotten Truths, on the website. It's all there. All of this, along with written Bible studies, conference messages, everything is designed to help you to understand and enjoy the Bible. There's a lot of goodies uh, to help you at graceimpact.org. One thing when you're at the website you might look at is the information about Grace School of the Bible. That's our three year Bible Institute program. If you've ever, if you've ever desired to really genuinely be a serious student of the Word of God, if you want to be a perfected saint who can do the work of the ministry, not just a 90 day wonder, not just somebody that gets plugged into a job when they don't know what they're all about, but to have the word of god work effectually in you because it's gotten a, it's it's gotten that that uh, uh, that you've got that edification process that perfecting process of the word done in your heart the, if that's where your, your desire is well grace school of the bible is something you ought to consider because it was designed just with you in mind it's available on an extension basis first of all you don't have to come to us we'll send the school to you and you can you can take the school in the con- context of your own scheduling demands, your own family, your own life, through the use of video. The key to the school, however, is not the delivery system. The key to the school is that the curriculum in the school is based on the design set forth by the Apostle Paul for the, for the perfecting, for the maturing uh, of, of a believer. If a perfected saint is to do the work of the ministry, then you need to be a perfected saint – you're not going to become a perfected saint by being a 90-day wonder. You're not going to per- become a perfected saint by being trained in the denominational and religious system that, the, uh, that that men have developed. You need to follow the divine design set forth in Paul's epistles, and the Curriculum Grace School of the Bible uniquely follows that design. Check it out, graceimpact.org. And my friend, can I tell you? if you're still not sure that you have eternal life as a present possession that all of your sins are forgiven, if you're not confident of that absolutely sure of that, why don't you call the call our number 2300 and tell the folks that answer the phone that you need to know for sure there's some folks that'll sit with an open Bible and share with you the, the wonderful message of god 's wonderful grace so that you can be confident that all of your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession. Everything starts right there in the Christian life. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call for information. Thanks for being with us today. It's always a joy to have you fellowship with us as we're here. Hope you're making it a habit to be with us each week. Tell, tell a friend about the, our, our study together and get them listening in with you, will you? And until we meet the same time next week right here, Maranatha.